Welcome to another episode of Anchored Hope, your weekly podcast where we inspire and encourage you to keep on going, to keep on moving forward in life, and to keep on trusting in Jesus. I'm Genevieve Solomons, and I'd like to thank you for listening to Anchored Hope. May your hope abound by the power of the Holy Spirit as you listen to this podcast. May your faith be strengthened and your steps be filled with purpose in Jesus' name. Please remember to drop a comment on the podcast on our Instagram pages. Mine is at Jen Solomons. That's Jen with a G, not a J. And Ashley's is at Ash.Solomons. We can't wait to hear from you. Can you believe we've reached season one's finale of Anchored Hope? This is our 10th episode. If you haven't listened to our previous episodes yet, make some time to do so. And I promise you, you will be encouraged. This week's episode is about five wise women who teach us that you don't have to lose hope while waiting for the promises of God to come to pass. These ladies show us that it takes courage to be a hero of hope who pursues the promise. They are heroes who brought about changes that benefited future generations. This week's heroes of hope are Zalofahad's daughters. Numbers 27, 1-7 reads as follows. Then the five daughters of Zelophehad, the son of Hepher, the son of Gilead, the son of Mekir, the son of Manasseh, from the tribes of Manasseh, who was the son of Joseph, approached with a request. These are the names of his daughters, Marla, Noah, Hogla, Mocha, and Tirzah. They stood before Moses, Eliezer the priest, the leaders, and all the congregation at the doorway of the tent of meeting, saying, Our father died in the wilderness. He was not among those who assembled together against the Lord in the company of Korah, but he died for his own sin, and he had no sons. Why should the name of our father be removed from his family because he had no son? Give to us a possession among our father's brothers. So Moses brought their case before the Lord. Then the Lord said to Moses, The request of the daughters of Zelophehad is justified. You shall certainly give them a possession as an inheritance among their father's brothers, and you shall transfer their father's inheritance to them. Now the background to this was that a census had been done so that the inheritance could be allotted to the Israelites. And they were busy with the laws of inheritance. And these courageous sisters came forward at the right time, at this crucial time. They dared to go out from their living place, from their social space, and from the traditions imposed on them. Because they were fighting for their birthright, their inheritance. And listener, understand that there are some things that we simply must fight for in life. And one of those things is that if God has given you a promise, you have to fight for it with everything you have. Looking at Zelophehad's daughters, we come to point one which is that a hero of hope is bold. Joshua 1 verse 9 
God's talking to Joshua and he says, be strong and of good courage. Don't be afraid nor dismayed for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Because God is with you, you can be strong and courageous. Strength and courage come when you abide in God's presence. If you are lacking in strength and courage today, take the time to abide and to linger in the presence of the Lord. Strength is power. It's toughness. Strength is durability. It is firmness. It's stability and solidness. And that comes when you abide in God's presence. Courage is simply bravery. It's pluck, valor, daring. It's being bold. And that comes when you abide in God's presence. So what that means is that anyone who spends time in God's presence can become bold and courageous. Even a shepherd boy called David, who was overlooked by his dad and brothers. In 1 Samuel 17, David tells Saul that when the lion and the bear came and took a lamb from the flock, that he was the one who attacked those wild animals. He rescued the lamb. He rescued that sheep. And when the bear or the lion would rise up and attack him, he is the one who struck that lion and that bear and killed him because he spent time in God's presence and he grew in strength and in courage. Psalm 138 says, On the day I called, you answered me, Lord. You made me bold with strength in my soul. Again, if you are lacking strength and courage today, get into God's presence and don't leave until you are changed. The courage of these five sisters resulted in the law of inheritance being altered in their favor. A decree was put into effect by official proclamation. A new and a permanent law was promulgated to secure an inheritance for any daughters who found themselves in the same type of circumstance. The sister's claim led to the law of inheritance being changed forever. Now, according to the Talmud, Zelophehad's daughters were wise, astute interpreters, and they were pious. They were seen as wise because they spoke in the precise moment when the decision was being issued. And that teaches us that we need to speak up. A time is going to come when you need to speak up. And when it comes, speak up at the right time. Ask God for that wisdom. Number two, they were astute interpreters. In essence, they said, if our father had a son, we wouldn't have spoken. Because then our dad would have had his inheritance. So they understood the law. They understood what it meant and that they actually had a claim to this inheritance because there was no son. They weren't ignorant. And if you think about an open book exam, and if you've written one, you know that you actually need to know what is in that textbook when you go do that open book exam. You need to have made notes and have little post-its on all the various sections so that when they ask the question, you simply go to the correct section and you are able to answer that question perfectly. 
The same applies to the manual that we've been given to face the tests of life. And that's the Bible. When we know the word and we know what is in the scripture, when those tests come, we know which promises to turn to. We're not left scrambling in ignorance. We also need to become astute interpreters like Zelophehad's daughters. Number three, they were pious. And that simply means they were God-fearing. They were prayerful. They were holy. They were righteous. And they were faithful. They didn't just want to marry any man. Okay, They did not want to marry men who weren't worthy. They didn't want to marry someone who would squander their precious inheritance. When we read in Numbers 36, we, we see that God tells them that they can marry whom they think best. It just had to be someone within the family of their father's tribe. And that is exactly what they did. And the amazing thing is that they got what they asked for. Their inheritance remained in the tribe of their father's family. Please today, if there is an inheritance for you, whether it is spiritually, whether it is something good that is that is in your family from a character trait point of view or whatever it might be, fight for those inheritances that are yours. Keep it within your family. Don't be bound by traditions and customs that limit you from receiving what God has promised you. Don't settle for it. Take off those limits. Be bold and courageous to obtain what you know God has promised you and boldly pursue God's promises. God will alter the conditions in your favor. Our second point about a hero of hope is that they fight smarter. The key to the sisters' success was their full awareness of God's laws and the people's history. They insisted on change by engaging the Israelite traditions effectively. They didn't just make a noise. They didn't just riot and break things. No, they engaged with the system effectively. And where it comes to things where, where we need to engage with systems in the world, in the workplace, wherever we might be, the first thing is that as believers, we fight in the spirit. We take it to the Lord in prayer. We get direction from him. Then it is our responsibility to understand the policies and the laws and the regulations and then engage with the right people. Many people, for example, want to start a business, but they don't understand how to start a business in South Africa where we live or in any country. For those of you who are listening from overseas, you need to understand how you are impacted by policies, laws and rules, etc. that are in place where you are as well so that you can engage with the right people effectively. The lesson that we learn here as well is that there are sometimes, and these daughters could have thought that divine justice had abandoned them. And there are times where, where you and I believe that there's no justice for us and we feel like God has actually abandoned us. But we haven't actually made that effort to understand how things affect us. And I want to encourage you. That divine justice has not abandoned you. Fight in the spirit. Understand what it is that impacts you in the natural. Then engage 
effectively with the right people. Take hold of your life. Don't just settle for, for things that happen. And how do you do this? Number one, find out what the truth of the word says so you can direct your faith. And then number two, be clued up. Know the laws. Speak to specialists. Speak to people in the field. Find out what you need to know. How do the things work so that you can engage with it effectively? I worked at a big corporate a few years back and uh, there was an issue between the development team and my manager and they were just knocking heads. I called a meeting and before I, I did the meeting, I prayed for confidence that it would be resolved well and then I did my research. I understood the situation from IT's perspective and then from the process perspective. When we met, I just presented those facts, the differing points of view. And immediately that bridge was formed where they could understand each other. And that meeting was over in 15 minutes because the problem was solved. And that's what we need to do when it comes to the things that we deal with in life as well. Because when we do that, you can believe in God's power and your capacity to shape your history, your life. But you need to apply this. There are practical steps here. Please, you are not powerless. You might feel like that now, and I'm not undermining that. You are not powerless, and you don't need to stay a victim because God will empower you to overcome. Remember that greater is he who is in you than he who is in the world. God will always lead you forth in triumph in Christ Jesus. God will help you to work through the things that you thought would utterly destroy you. Psalm 61 says, from the end of the earth, I will cry unto thee. When my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. May you be led to the rock of Jesus Christ today. Isaiah 43 verse 2 says, when you pass through the waters, I'll be with you. And through the rivers, they won't overwhelm you. When you walk through the fire, you won't be scorched, nor will the flame burn you. Psalm 21 to 2 says, may the Lord answer you in the day of trouble. God wants to help you. May the name of the God of Jacob set you securely on high and defend you in battle. May he send you help from the sanctuary, his dwelling place, and support and strengthen you. Make God your refuge now. Hide in his presence Psalm 91 verse 15, it's so beautiful in the Passion Translation. It says, I will answer your cry for help every time you pray. And you will find and feel my presence even in your time of pressure and trouble. Even in the crazy situation when you cry to God for help, when you pray, you will find and feel his presence. Then it ends with this, I will be your glorious hero. And give you a feast. If you want to fight smarter. And this is quite important. First get yourself sorted out. What do I mean by this? Sometimes when things are going crazy in our lives. The battle and the storm isn't only on the outside. But the storm is raging on the inside as well. When your mind and your heart are all messed up. Get into God's presence. The strength you need to deal with life is found 
in his presence. Get desperate for the Lord. And you push in until things change in your life. If it means you need professional help for a while as well, do it. But let God in. Allow him to work in your life. Find rest. Find peace. Let the Lord, who is greater than any storm, calm your inner turmoil first. Then you'll be able to deal with the problem and the storm that's on the outside. Then you'll be able to fight smart because you'll be able to see clearly and process things with the right mindset. The third thing that Salafahad's daughters show us is that a hero of hope perseveres. You and I have need of endurance. It takes courage to endure in the midst of trials and setbacks and delays and disappointments and frustration and anguish. It takes courage to not give up. Psalm 27 says, wait on the Lord. Be of good courage and he shall strengthen your heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. It takes perseverance sometimes even just to do that, to wait on him. But don't draw back once you have started. Hebrews 10, 35 to 36 and 39 says, Therefore, do not throw away your confidence, which has a great reward, for you have need of endurance, so that when you have done the will of God, you may receive what is promised. But we are not of those who shrink back and are destroyed, but of those who have faith and preserve their souls. We read again about Salafahad's daughters in Joshua 17. Now remember they had asked Moses for the land as their inheritance. God told them they could have it. But they had to wait for the Israelites to cross over the Jordan. They had to wait for all the battles to be fought with the enemy. And now in Joshua 17, the daughters came before Eliezer again. They came before Joshua and the rulers and they reminded them that there was inheritance that they were supposed to be given amongst their brothers. And they were given that inheritance. They had to persevere for so long. They didn't give up hope. They didn't just let it fall by the wayside. They didn't think, oh no, these guys are too busy. No, they persevered and they received an inheritance amongst Manasseh's sons. Don't give up until the promise is yours. I want to encourage you today, listener. Keep on asking. Keep on seeking. Keep on knocking. Daniel fasted for 21 days. He didn't stop on day one, even though the answer was released then. There was a spiritual battle happening in the heavenlies. And he persevered for 21 days until the angel came and spoke to him and gave him the answer that he was seeking God for. Persevere, push through until you receive it. I want to end off with a story in Exodus 17 when Joshua and the Israelites fought against the Amalekites. Moses, Aaron, and Hur went up to the top of a hill, and Moses, when he lifted up his hands, Israel prevailed. When his hands drooped, the Amalekites prevailed. And when Moses' hands became heavy, Aaron and Hur lifted up his arms and they supported his hands. And as his hands stayed up, 
the Israelites beat the Amalekites. Joshua defeated Amalek and his people with the edge of the sword. I want to encourage you, surround yourself with those who will lift up your hands when you get tired. Surround yourself with those who will pray with you and for you, the genuine ones. Surround yourself with those who will encourage you in the Lord so that you don't quit, so that you stay steady until the breakthrough happens. Moses lifting up his hands was like a banner. It was like a flag, something that could be seen from afar, and it served as a rallying point for troops in battle. Further on in Exodus 17, after Joshua won the battle, God told Moses, write this down on a scroll as a reminder and recite it to Joshua. I will completely blot out the memory of Amalek under heaven. So Moses built an altar and named it, the Lord is my banner. And he said, indeed, my hand is lifted up towards the Lord's throne. The Lord will be at war with Amalek from generation to generation. The banner embodies the ideals and aspirations of whoever carried them. So a banner aroused the devotion to a nation, to a cause or to a leader. A banner was an announcement of a victory already won. When you lift your hands to the Lord's throne, God becomes Jehovah Nissi, the Lord, your banner. Our devotion to the Lord and to his purpose will be stirred up as we keep our hands lifted up towards his throne. It's a declaration of victory that God has already won the battle for us for he won't fail. Today, if your arms are drooping, I pray that the strength would come for you to lift them up again in Jesus' name. When your hands are lifted up to the throne of God, Jehovah Nissi fights against the enemy and defeats him generationally. Come on, there are things that need to be broken, not just in our lives, but in our children and our children's children and in our future generations. And these things will be broken when we lift up our hands to the throne of God, because that is how we fight our battles. Let's break the generational curses by keeping our hands lifted up to the throne of God, because God will reveal to you a divine strategy, a prayer, whether you need to fast and pray, he will show you what you need to do so that the curse can be completely broken, not just for you, but for the generations to come. When you lift up your hands and pray to Jehovah Nissi, you are praying to the God who is powerful enough to overcome any enemy. And he will make war against the enemy. For our Lord is a mighty man of war and he wins every battle. Amen. So as we look at Zelophehad's daughters, we learn that a hero of hope is bold. A hero of hope fights smarter and a hero of hope perseveres. Let's pray together. Lord, make me a hero of hope to my family, to my friends, to my colleagues, to my neighbors and to the people I meet. Make me bold with strength in my soul today. Where things in my life don't line up with your word. Lord, we won't accept it anymore. Today we rise up in faith. We won't settle for less than your promises for us. Give us wisdom and understanding so we know what to do about it, Lord. Give us peace and settle our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Father, we have need of endurance. Give us the strength and patience to endure with a faithful expectancy. 
Lord, we lift our hands up to your throne now. Come and turn the tide in our favor. Turn the tide in our favor now, Lord. Whatever has been intended for evil, turn it around for our good in Jesus' name. Fight our battles, Lord, and give us victory in Jesus' name. Amen.